0: It's Wednesday, January 10th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi, so let's dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin fell 3.4% over the past 24 hours at $44,721. And in some unexpected volatility, Bitcoin prices surged, then plummeted yesterday after the SEC's official X account posted a suspicious Bitcoin ETF approval, causing confusion amongst traders. The SEC then announced its account was compromised and affirmed the agency has not approved any spot Bitcoin ETFs. Nearly $90 million worth of Bitcoin long and short positions were liquidated in yesterday's rapid price moves. Ether surged 3.9% in the past 24 hours, with traders betting on the possibility of an Ether ETF. As of 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Ether was trading at $2,360. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is Request, ticker REQ, up 40% on the day. In traditional markets, the NASDAQ was up around 0.1% yesterday, while the S&P 500 fell roughly the same amount. And in commodities, the Brent crude benchmark was trading at $78.49 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold was trading at $2,030 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's bring in ProShare's global investment strategist, Simeon Hyman. Now, it's been an exciting beginning to 2024. For everyone who's watching this space, what do you make of what's been going on over the past few days?
1: Well, that hack was kind of fun yesterday. That was, that was exciting. I think the perspective I always love to bring when we're, we're talking about, particularly the price action in, in Bitcoin, is that remember that rally actually started last year before any of the spot speculation. And it, it, Bitcoin was rallying in the face of things at the beginning of the year that you thought would be big headwinds, rising interest rates. Remember, the beginning of the year, interest rates were rising. And then we had the crypto related financial institution stuff. Of course, we've got uh, FTX and Binance. So, you know, that that rally was happening before this kind of excitement. So I think that's important to put in, in context for folks.
0: You bring up that rally in 2023, and I've heard you bring that up before when folks ask you about all of this excitement around the of ETF. I know that ProShare has shared some news this week. Your futures ETF reached an all-time high of over $2 billion. I got to ask you, do you think that's on the excitement of a spot Bitcoin ETF, or what do you think is driving that?
1: Well, look, there's got to be some of it that's excitement about a spot ETF. But as I mentioned, it, it, there's other stuff. There's been other stuff for a year. Of course, we've got the having coming up. Uh, but it's certainly, with respect to Bitto, is an acknowledgement of the efficacy of the deployment of that mature and regulated futures market in an ETF wrapper. That's been a solution uh, that many investors have found very efficacious over the two years since we were happy to bring that to market.
0: All right. We talked a little bit about the rally in 2023. Bitcoin is rallying again, albeit it is a little down this morning, as I mentioned at the top of the show. If we get an approval today, which I think most people in the industry think we are, if we don't, I think it will be a little bit of a shocker. Where do you see the price going?
1: We don't do a lot of forecasting of Bitcoin uh, around here at ProShares. But what I will say is that what we have absolutely learned with regards to Bitcoin is that It does zig when other assets zag and it's volatile. And by first principles of portfolio construction, if you've got something that behaves a little bit differently and it's volatile, you can sprinkle a little bit in a traditional asset portfolio and nicely improve efficiency over time. So I think that notion of a diversifier, that notion of digital gold. So I think people should look beyond just the the news flow these couple of days and think of the more longer term value proposition.
0: So, I mean, every time we speak, you tell me you don't do predictions and every time I ask and every time I thank you. So thank you for always humoring me when I ask you about prediction and giving some extra insight and color there. I want to talk about Biddy and SE. What kind of interest are you seeing in those products? They, of course, let investors bet against the price of Bitcoin and ETH.
1: We're seeing that be a important alternative for investors as well. We love to put tools in people's toolkits and offering biddy the short exposure to Bitcoin again through futures and Seth S E T H uh, to be short Ether. Uh, we find that to be a proud offering of ours, and folks uh, will deploy that for their needs, whether it's a short term need or hey, you, you could you could have but you could be a miner out there and, and need to uh, to hedge your exposure. So. You know, hedging tools are an important part of the toolkit, and they're very well executed uh, through the future the market.
0: Talk to us about your outlook for 2024. We're sitting in January here. What do you expect to see for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, it looks like a softish landing. Uh, so I think from, from an economy standpoint, inflation is absolutely slowing. That last mile to 2% could be a tough one. Uh, the Fed will probably back off of short-term interest rates by the end of the year. But that should be tempered by the recognition that what's happened on the long end of the curve is probably done. And that's the biggest impact to just about any asset class. So I think we see more stability around the impact of interest rates, stability in PE multiples, and not that much of a tailwind for crypto assets from monetary policy.
0: I unpack that a little bit more for me, from the perspective of investors and traders. What should they be looking at closely?
1: Fundamentals are going to be really important this year. Uh, there's a bill to be paid uh, by the stocks that have soared. Of course, they have to show up with earnings. But even for the quote-unquote 493 to participate, they're going to have to show up with earnings growth too. So I think traders in the equity markets are going to have to look to you know what stocks they believe were left behind for good reason and what for not good reason. That's going to be really important. Uh, and again, to see that the economy can make that soft landing, that we don't have to have a dramatic rise, a little bit of a rise in unemployment's okay, but that nothing dramatic happens. It has to happen to get us to that last mile of 2% inflation, which by the way, that's where the market is predicting. If you look at breakeven inflation, it's at 2% even just a year from now.
0: Some recent information that was published this week shows that Bitcoin is continuing to diverge from traditional stock market as a reverse correlation with the Nasdaq 100. What do you make of that?
1: It's super important and it's very consistent with what we were just talking about. Bitcoin's value as a diversifier. You know, we we all know about the fixed supply and the digital gold argument, but we just if you look at performance, it is absolutely had diminished correlation with traditional asset classes. And that's going to be an important directive of investors as they think about what does the new 60-40 mean. If we are done with the decades-long decline in interest rates, then I need something in there that, again, could zig when the equity markets zag. And, And Bitcoin has proven to be that.
0: Tell me a little bit more about that if you were going to allocate a portfolio, without getting into too much detail, because I know you can't do that, how would you be allocating your portfolio?
1: Well, you don't need much Bitcoin. So if if you're talking about a 60-40 benchmark of 60% stocks and and 40% fixed income, you need single digits of Bitcoin. So we're not talking about from a prudent asset allocation standpoint. Again, not, not somebody who's trading, but somebody who's setting up their retirement account, somebody who's setting up an endowment, somebody who's setting up a portfolio, what we would call an investment policy statement in the jargon of the business. Just a few percent is should be more than adequate, and you know I should add it doesn't have to just be Bitcoin, of course. Ether is a number two currency, and it doesn't behave exactly as Bitcoin does, which you alluded to. They're a little bit different. We've got the fixed supply on Bitcoin, the digital gold thing, and then on the Ether side, you've got the utility that Bitcoin doesn't have. So they're slightly different things, and they're one and two. I think between one and two for most people who are you know, kind of buy and hold investors, one and two kind of do it. If you're, a, you're more of a trader, of course, there are other currencies, but uh, the numbers one and two probably get you done with just a low single digit percentages for most folks. But most folks have none at this point.
0: Now, you brought up Ether there, and I want to round out this conversation. After the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF, folks are looking to Ether, hoping that a spot Ether ETF will follow suit. What's your outlook for Ether moving into the new year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any perspective on, on the regulatory piece, but certainly the Bitcoin rally outpaced the Ether rally. Directionally, they both had very nice rallies last year. So who knows? There could be a little bit more room there. But I would just uh, remind everybody that just like in Bitcoin, the Ether futures market um, is a nice, mature, and regulated place, too. So you know, we're proud to offer ETH on the, uh using futures for exposure there as well.
0: Simeon, thanks so much for joining Markets Daily today. Thank you. That was our Markets Guest ProShares Global Investment Strategist, Simeon Hyman. Thank you for joining the show. That's it for today. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Snassi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanas and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily.